Praise God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Oh, praise God. Another wonderful day of life, another wonderful year of life that the Lord has given us by way of this uh, new year, year 2021. Uh, we know that the Lord is uh, bringing us out or has brought us out of 2020, which was indeed a, a, a challenge, but God brought us through. And now we're looking forward to the many new wondrous things that God is going to do in 2021. Uh, God has been saying uh, that he's going to do a new thing. And I believe that with every single fiber, the most deepest fiber of my being, that God is indeed going to do a new thing. God sees what is going on. And uh, um, uh, if you read the word of God and if you've been in prayer with the Lord, you know, uh, he's not pleased with many things that are going on and God will not be mocked. And so he will be moving to carry us to where he wants us all to be as long as we continue looking to him. Amen. But before we go too far, let's uh, go into prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, O oh Lord God, for this time that we have with you now, O Lord. And we pray that uh, your Holy Spirit shall be here with us to prepare us to receive your word, to hear your word, to understand your word, O oh Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you shall minister in your own special way to every single listener, dear Lord God, today in the name of Jesus. Speak to them and touch them, O oh Lord God, and let them know what it is that they need to hear and to know. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Lord God, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. So as I was saying, here we go into this new journey um, that has been talked about, and uh, um, God has some things in store for us, some new things, so we should feel really uh, uh, joyful about going into this new year and feel emboldened knowing that uh, uh, we have someone that cares for us and will be carrying us uh, as, he, as he always does. Um, all of us uh, have come to the Lord, you know, at some point in our life, we gave our lives to Jesus Christ. And, and when God calls on us, it can be a life-changing thing, as it was for you, I'm sure, when you realized that you needed Jesus in your life. You know, and we are all here because of, at some point in our lives, we called on Jesus and, of course, he answered us. So, therefore, when God calls us, we will still need to answer as we go forward into the year 2021 and as God does new things in our lives, uh, we need to be prepared to answer him and to be ready for his call, okay? Because again, it could be, continue to be a life-changing um, event, you know? And so the question that comes to mind is how are we going to respond when God, God does call on, us, call on us, you know? Are we going to respond uh, in a very willing manner or are we going to kind of be, you know, kind of hesitant to come along to do what God has uh, called us to? Uh, to do, you know, and even though we responded when, when, when we, when Jesus called to us, when Holy Spirit wooed us and everything, and we accepted him as Lord and Savior, you know, that was not the end, you know, God continues, Holy Spirit continues to woo us as the Father gives direction in where he wants us to go so that we can further his plans, which will ultimately glorify him, heavenly, the heavenly Father, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, the word of God as usual, we have to always refer to that. Um, talks about callings, talks about when people were called, and people responded to God's call in, in various forms. You know, some were, were, yay, let's go, Lord, and some were not quite, you know, so yay, let's go, Lord, but kind of went, went a roundabout way. And we're going to look at two of those examples examples here today, okay? We're going to look at, look at Philip, and we're going to look at uh, Paul, or uh, where we're going to look at Paul was when he was still known as Saul, okay? So without ado, why don't we go to the Word of God, and with that, we're going to go to uh, chapter 8, verse 1, Acts chapter 8, verse 1, 
Acts chapter 8, verse 1. And if you don't have your Bible, let me just pause for a moment and say, please hit this, hit the, uh, the pause button here and run and get your Bible. It's important that you're able to read along with us so you can see for yourself what the Word of God is saying. Grab your Bible and then come back and hit the play button to resume. Amen. And then let's, uh, let's go from there. So again, we're going to the book of Acts chapter 8 and starting with verse 1. And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Okay, so where it says there Saul was consenting unto his death. This is referring to, if you go to the previous chapter 7 there and 6, you see where it talks of Stephen, you know, who was the first uh, a, a Christian martyr, you know, who was, was killed. He was stoned because of his uh, preaching and being so, so, uh, so on for the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ, so he was killed. So Saul is saying here, Saul consented, Saul, Saul consented to the death. Saul was supporting, he approved of what they did to uh, to Stephen, okay? So going on to chapter, uh, verse number two here, and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. Okay, now Saul, and we'll come back to him, him a, a little bit later on. But uh, um, Saul, which, as you know, became the Apostle Paul, just a little bit of his background there. Uh, uh, he began his studies uh, of the Hebrew scripture scriptures in Jerusalem under the Rabbi Gamaliel, you know, who was a well-known, uh, very learned man of the time. He studied under Gamaliel and. Uh, and, and in with that study, he developed his in-depth understanding of the study of the law and, you know, under this famous rabbi, okay, Saul mastered Jewish history. He mastered the Psalms and the works of the prophets and was very much uh, adhered to the strict law, law of Moses, you know, and his early life, Paul's early life was marked by religious zeal. You know, he, he was brutal and violent, and he oftentimes uh, persecuted the Christians and was relentless in tracking down Christians and, and sending them off, off to prison because they felt that as followers of Christ, they were not doing what God called them to do. So therefore, he was a religious zealot, very, very dangerous man uh, for that time. And uh, his main goal was to just eradicate, eradicate Christians to, to undo them. Don't forget, Christians, um, uh, you know, were followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. So he was out to get them. And of course, Stephen being the one that was stoned, he was a proponent of Jesus and was preaching the good news of Jesus. And the crowd stoned him and Paul, Saul, very much approved of that. Okay. So anyway, as it says in three, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, and committed them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So they really listened carefully. 7. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. So you see signs and wonders and miracles were being wrought there. And there was great joy in that city. But there was a certain man, a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery, okay, used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that, that himself was such a great one 
to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, seeing this man is the great power of God, or this man has the great power of God. So in other words, he was using sorcery, he was using witchcraft, you know, to make these people in the city believe that he was such a godly man, okay? He was, he was using uh, uh, things that God talks so much about, against, uh, you, you know, in, in Deuteronomy and, and so on, in Leviticus, uh, about using witchcraft and sorcery, but this man was doing that, so he had, he had the people there, they are bewitched, so to speak, you know, they just followed behind and just bowed down to him because they said this man really demonstrates the power of God. Okay. Then it goes on to say um, in verse number 11, and to him they had regard because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. Okay. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Okay. So one time now this guy Simon was held in such high regard Okay, but now all of a sudden Philip is coming along preaching the good news of Jesus Christ and people are beginning to, to believe what Philip is saying and following him and therefore being baptized, okay, both men and women. Verse 13, then Simon himself believed also and when he was baptized, he continued with, with Philip and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Okay, For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So, so far, while they were baptized, the Holy Spirit had not fallen upon them yet. Then in 17, verse 17, then laid their, their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. Please underline. When he saw this, he offered them money. When Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that whom that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Okay? So he saw what they were doing. You know, now, being that he had been using sorcery and witchcraft to bewitch these people, you know, and to make them uh, to make them hold him up in high esteem, such high esteem all these years, he figured that now by by this having this thing called the Holy Ghost and whatnot, boy, if I can do that, boy, then I'm really going to be something. So he's trying to buy it. He's trying to buy it. When Simon saw, 18, when Simon saw that through laying on the apostles' hands the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, that on whomsoever I lay hands, uh, he may receive the Holy Ghost. But Peter said unto him, Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Okay? Thy money perish with thee, because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Okay, now he's saying here that obviously that what he is thinking is a hard thing. So may that thought, may your money just perish with you because you think the gift of God may be purchased with money. Um, there, there have been there have been organizations or groups out there that have these things that are called uh, healing rooms or healing something meetings and whatnot like that and. Many times, oftentimes, I don't know if all the time or not, but they actually, people that I've heard that have actually been to, their, to those places, they, 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 there's been a fee that was charged, okay? And I wasn't intending on going there, but this is so much right down, down that, that path because the things of the Spirit can't be bought with money, okay? There's not one man, one human man out there that can teach you 
how to do what the Holy Spirit gives, you know, by his will, by the will of the Father. Okay, no man can teach you to heal. It is the gift of God through Holy Spirit. Underline what I'm saying. No man can teach you to heal. It is the gift of God through Holy Spirit. Okay, and it cannot be bought. It cannot be bought. Okay, no one can pay for something that God gives. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so way, the way they said there, uh, when he said, give me this power so that on whom laying on of hands, I may receive the Holy Ghost. And Peter said, let your money perish with you because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. It can't happen, saints of God. Don't you get caught up in that. Okay. Don't you get caught up in that. Okay. The things of God cannot be bought. All right. Verse number 21 says, Thou hast neither part nor lot in this manner, for thy heart is not right in the sight of God. He's telling us Simon. Your heart is not right in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. For, for, I, for I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Then answered Simon and said, Whoa, pray you the Lord for me that none of these things that you have just spoken come upon me, all right? Okay, pray you, the Lord, for me, that none of these things which you have spoken come upon me. And they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and preached the gospel in many villages of the Samaritans. And the angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go, underline go, arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is, the, which is desert. Okay, so where it says go there, now here Philip is getting direction. He's getting direction from God. Okay. Okay, Philip's been a man that has been serving God, and he's been doing whatever he's been called to go. Now he gets a new direction. Come this year that we are now in, 2021, God is going to be giving you direction, okay? And the question is, how will you respond? How will you respond? If you came out of 2020, and boy, oh boy, 2020 had so much, we are glad to leave it behind. We're looking forward to what God is promising us for 2021. When God calls you, when God says go, okay, the question for today is how will you respond? Amen. How will you respond? Okay. Go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Okay. And then it says in verse 27, and he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot reading Isaiah the prophet. Well, the translation is Isaiah. He was reading the book of Isaiah, Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to his chariot. There he goes again. All right. Another piece of direction, another instruction. Go and join yourself to his chariot. Okay. So here you are tooling along. You're doing your thing. And all of a sudden God says to you, you see that man over there? I want you to go and speak to that man. I'll see that young lady over there. I want you to go and speak to that young lady over there. Okay. God many times works this way in our lives. We don't plan out every minute, every hour, every second of our existence, you know, from moment to moment. God has things for us to do. God will have things for us to do in this year, 2021, this new journey. Amen. So when God says to you again, go, 
how are you going to respond? So he told Philip, he said, Philip, go and join yourself uh, to this chariot. In verse 30, it says, and Philip ran, underline the word ran, and Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, understandest thou what you're reading? So it says there, I had to underline the word ran because there he was obedient. God said to go join yourself and he ran. He didn't go, uh, 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 and dragging his feet and going. He ran with haste to do what the Lord was telling him to do. Okay. All right. And so the same thing with us as we continue on this journey for 2021 is just beginning. When God tells us to go and do something, how are we going to respond? Are we going to run with haste to do what the Lord is telling us to do? Or are we going to start dragging our feet, our feet? Lord, you sure you want me to go talk to him? You sure you want me to go talk to her? You sure you want me to go here? You sure you want me to go there? Are we going to run and do what God is telling us to do? Okay. So Philip ran. Okay. And then when he got to the man, he says, understand what you read. In other words, do you understand what you're reading? Okay, now don't forget, he was an Ethiopian, but he was interested in the word of God. And so he says here, do you understand what you're reading? Okay, and then in verse 31, he says, how can I accept some man should guide me? How can I accept some man should guide me? And he, he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Okay, so he's saying that I'm reading this and I'm interested, but 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 I need someone to guide me. Okay, so the very person that you that God may send your way or may want you to go to, that person perhaps needs some guidance. All right, okay. There are many people out there, saints of God, that are searching, especially now coming out of this COVID thing. Okay, or wherever it is going. Okay. God is still in charge. He's going to let it go as far and do whatever it is that he wants to do, you know, to make his point or whatever it is that God is planning to do. Okay, but the thing is, though, that there are many people out there that are frightened and really want to know God. They need some guidance. Okay, so the very person that God may be sending you to may be the one that is needing your guidance. All right. So we just need to make sure that we are going to be uh, 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 at the ready, you know, and, and, and go with haste, not dragging our feet. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and and when I when I mentioned COVID, I'm not here implying that God is the one that is causing the COVID. I'm not saying that at all. All I am just saying that the same way there was pestilence and other things that were used by God back into antiquity and in days of the Bible and whatnot, God will use whatever it is that He wants to use to bring about His glory. Okay. And I'm telling you, as surely as I'm standing here and as surely as you are listening, God will be glorified through all of this. He will be glorified. The way he said about the Egyptians when they uh, when they were chasing the Israelites up into the Red Sea and everything, he said, I will be glorified. I'll be glorified over Pharaoh, okay? And all throughout biblical history, you can see the same thing. Every time God said, I will be glorified, he will be glorified. So saints of God, be not worried. Do not be dismayed. Do not be concerned. God is in charge, okay? And as long as we continue to do what he is calling us to do without fear, without haste, and that we run every time God calls us in 2021, then we will be okay. Amen? Okay? All right. So the eunuch here said, he said, he said, he said, how can I understand it unless someone shows me, someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him, okay, into the chariot. Verse 32 says, says, the place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, he opened not his mouth. He opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet? Of himself or of some other man? Okay? So here he wanted to know. 
He, he was inquisitive. He was curious. He wanted to know exactly what the scriptures means and who was this prophet speaking of. This is Isaiah. He's reading Isaiah. So he's saying, who, who was Isaiah spe speaking of? Was Isaiah speaking of himself or some other man? All right. So he's curious. Okay. Now, this is another reason that we need to make sure that we know the word of God also. Okay, because as God is sending us out there and people start inquiring of you, what does the scripture mean? What is the scripture saying? You need to make sure that you can give God's answer. Not a man that you learned from Johnny over here. Not a, not, not a word that you heard from Susan over here. Not something that you heard, that you heard, that you heard. Something that, so something that, that, that you, if you did hear it in a place where, where you would expect that you would be hearing truth, you need to make sure that it lines up with the word of God. So that when someone asks you what meaneth the scripture, that you are able to give an accurate answer, an accurate God-based Holy Spirit answer as to what the scripture is meaning to that person that is inquiring. Amen. 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 Because that person that is that is inquiring, God is calling everyone. The Holy Spirit is reaching out to everyone. Short, tall, fat, thin, bad, good, you know. You know, everyone, God, God is not God's will that anyone on this planet should perish. So God is reaching out to everyone. Okay, okay. People will respond as they're giving in to Holy Spirit. Others will not respond. Amen? Amen? But those that are responding, and if God sends us in their direction, we have to make sure that when they start asking, who are they talking about here? What's being discussed? That we have a good, God-given, Holy Spirit-given answer to give. Amen? Amen? Then it says in 35, Then Philip opened his mouth. And began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. So in other words, he told him about Jesus. Okay. So in addition to us being prepared to go and willing to go, we need to make sure that we are prepared to talk about Jesus, that we know about Jesus, that we believe, to believe, believe, believe deep within our spirits who Jesus is. Amen. And believe who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. So it says here that he started to preach unto him Jesus. And 36, and as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What does it hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believe, underline, if thou believest with all thine heart, underline, if thou believe with all thine heart, thou mayest. Okay. All right. So if you leave, all, this is not saying that I have had knowledge. Oh, yeah, um, I believe that Jesus Christ, yeah, I've read someplace that he's the son of God, and yeah, and that he said that if I believe, okay, that I'll be saved. And do you really believe that, or do you believe it theoretically, or is it just simply head knowledge to you, something that you read someplace, you know? The question is, do you really believe in your heart of hearts, deep in your spirit, that Jesus Christ is indeed the son of God? Do you believe that, and that he died for your sins? Okay, so he says there, Philip 37 again, and Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest, and he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He said it. He said it. And that was with commitment. He flatly said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Amen. Amen. So it starts right there. Amen. The person that God may send you to, the person may, that God may send you to in, in this new journey for 2021 may need to go through a similar conversation where this person is indeed searching, okay? And when you talk to them about Jesus and you, and, and you, you tell them about the need to believe, are you going to be able to say that with enough um, a, a convincing, with, with, with enough gusto, because you believe it, are you going to be able to, to say it with enough to, 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 have, to convey to that person that they have to believe with all their heart? Amen? This eunuch was searching. 
He believed deep in his heart. He wanted this. He wanted this. The person that God may send you to may be wanting this, but not be understanding exactly what it is as the eunuch was and will be needing someone to explain it, to hold his hand or her hand, to, to bring him or her to where God wants them to be. Okay. Verse 38 says, and he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Okay? All right? So Philip did what God called him to do. Okay? Philip did exactly what God called him to do. Led this man to the Lord, so to speak. Amen. Baptized him. Baptized him. Okay? Then the Holy Spirit said, okay, your job is done. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> you know? He was just simply gone. Amen? 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 So when God comes to you in 2021, and he will, if you're listening to this message, this means that you were drawn here. You were called here for a reason. You were drawn and you were called here for a reason. Okay, And by virtue of the fact that you were drawn here and you answered that call and you decided to come and to listen, that I'm saying to you today that in this year that God is going to be calling on to you just to be ready, to be ready to do and to go where God is calling you to do and be prepared with the gospel. Have the gospel deep within your spirit. Have God's words on your lips. Have God's words deep within your heart. I don't mean memorization. I mean have God's word deep in here so that as God sends you on this mission, on this journey in this 2021, that you will know and know exactly what God is wanting you to do and you will be able to relay Whatever it is that God is calling you to do. Amen. 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 So we see what happened, what happened that they were Philip. Okay. Now we look at another example here that didn't quite go so smoothly in the beginning. And we're going to go right to, uh, right to chapter nine, verse number one, right to chapter nine, verse number one, where it says, and Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound into Jerusalem. Okay, so what this is saying now, Saul, as I said before, you know, he, he was this zealot that believed that anyone who wasn't following the strict law of Moses, that, that they were, were, were gone off and this, they're following this Jesus and that they need to, needed to be jailed and so forth. And so he went here, here to the synagogues, uh, he, he went to the leaders asking them for a letter to go to the synagogues or permission to go to the synagogues so that if he found anyone, men or women, that were, were, were Christian, being Christian, following this Jesus, that he may uh, be allowed to bring them into to imprison him, okay, bound into, into Jerusalem. Verse number three says, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shone round, the sh you know, let me just, just pause here, here for a moment. Just analyze what is happening here with Saul. This is a man, like, like I said, his, his parents were, uh, his, his parents were, were, were well-trained themselves. I believe they were, they were Pharisees and uh, they were, um, they, they were Jewish, but they had, they had Roman citizenship, which was very, very important and very prestigious to have, you know. And here's a man who was educated by this rabbi, uh, uh, Gamaliel, you know, and he was was very much strong in what he believed was what God was calling all of us to do. So anyone that was stepping outside the boundaries of the law of Moses, he felt needed to be stamped out. Okay. Now this is quote unquote 
a man of God who is going after Christians because he believes that what he believes is the right thing and the only thing. He is totally ignoring what Jesus Christ was talking about. Totally ignoring what Jesus Christ was talking about. He was ignoring it to the point that it was, it was more than more than ignoring. He was saying that anything that Jesus Christ was talking about and those who were following him, okay, they were such heretics and such blasphemers, if you will, that they needed to be jailed because they were so far from being right. So therefore, he was persecuting the new church, this newly formed church. He was going after them, okay? Verse number three, again, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And if you have a red letter Bible, these words are written in red, meaning that this is Jesus himself doing the speaking. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Saul, he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. He says, I'm Jesus, the very one that you're, persec you're persecuting. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Now, here's more direction. He tells him, Arise. Arise, okay? Yeah, he asked God, what, he asked the Lord, what did you have me to do? So Jesus says, okay, arise and go into the city, and it shall be told from there what it is to do, okay? So there may come a point in our lives in 2021 where God simply says to us, arise. And I want you to go here. I want you to go there, okay? And at that point, God may even say to you, if you say, well, Lord, why? What's, what's the reason? God, just start with this. Go there, and then I will tell you what to do. Go there, and I will tell you what to do. Amen? Amen. That going there could be in so many forms. It could be a physical go there. It could be something spiritually that God wants you to, a, a new level that God wants you move, to move in, in spiritually. You know, maybe you are desiring spiritual gifts, or you want a closer walk with God so badly, and God may say, well, this is what I want you to do. You take this step first, and then I will tell you what else needs to be done, but step by step. Okay? You see, you see 2021, saint of God, 2021 is going to be a journey, a journey, which means that it is not something that starts and stops, that stops and stops, starts and stops in, in, a, in a minute, in a second, in 30 seconds, okay? This is a journey, and this is a journey that we are taking where uh, at some points in time it may be unknown to us just where exactly we are going. But one thing we do know is that God is with us and God is doing the leading so all we need to do is to be faithful and strong in spirit, to stand and be still and know that he is God and let him lead us on this journey. Amen. Amen. So he says at this point, just simply go and do what I tell you, and it shall be told thee afterwards what you must do. Verse number seven says, and the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was, he was three days without sight, neither did eat nor drink. Okay, so here he was blind. He was blind. Okay? Now here you're talking about just going someplace and not knowing exactly what it is that you're supposed to do. And being blind can imagine what is going through his mind at this point. 
Amen. 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 The same thing may happen to you. You may be sort of blind in terms of what is God doing. You may not know. God said, go talk to that man, go talk to that woman and go to this place, go to that place. You may not know why. And you're blind uh, to an extent because spiritually you do not know where God is leading you. Amen. Amen. But this is where we just have to have to have some trust. This is where the real trust factor comes in. Remember a while back I did the sermon, faith versus trust. Okay, trust is actually knowing that God is going to do what he says to do, and then you taking an action based on the fact that you trust him to do it. Amen, amen. So he said, just go. So he was, it was three days without sight, neither did eat nor drink. Verse number 10 says, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord in a vision said, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, another direction now, more direction. Arise and go into the street which is called Straight and inquire in the house of Judah for one called Saul. Ask about this Saul. Inquire in the house of Judah for one uh, called Saul, Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. So God is telling him that he's in this house of Judas and he's in there praying. Okay, okay. And have seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Okay, so now here God is giving Ananias a preview of what is going on or, or a view, an inside view of what's going on. Okay, he's calling out to this Ananias that Saul knows nothing of. He's calling out to this Ananias, he's telling Ananias, I want you to go here and do this because there's someone near Saul named Saul in there. There's someone in there named Saul. And, and, and he's in, he's in there praying. And then he's telling Ananias, he says, now I have, I have, I have given him a vision of you coming in and laying hands on him. Okay. So God is talking to Ananias and God's over here talking to Paul. Okay. Right now, these two men have not spoken, but God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Here he's talking to Ananias, unbeknownst to Saul. God is speaking to Saul through the vision, unbeknownst to Ananias, until God told him, of course. But the two don't know exactly what's going on. He's giving them independent directions. Okay? So in 2021, as we go forth in that journey, saying of God, you don't know what God is saying to someone else. You don't know what God is orchestrating somewhere, somewhere else in your life. You don't know what God is doing on your job or that thing that you're praying for, the thing that you're hoping for, the thing that you're worried about. You don't know, but God is over here doing this and God is over here doing that. And here you are, so to speak, are, are kind of in the middle and, and God is just telling you to just go and do this and do that. Amen. You don't know if there's an Ananias in your life. You don't know that there's someone waiting in the wings, perhaps, to minister to you. Or to do something for you, or to move something for you, to move a boulder, a mountain that is there, a uh, blocking you. You don't know. There may be an Ananias in your life in 2021. Amen. 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 So, so, so he told Ananias, listen, then he says in verse 12 again, and has seen a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and putting, putting his hands on him that he might receive sight. Now, listen, Ananias. Ananias answered and said, Lord, I have heard by many of this man. How much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. Okay? And that's the saying, hey, wait, wait, you want me to go minister to this, to this guy? 
I mean, he's being he's done everything, you know, to 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 kill and to bind up to jail people that are following you, Lord. You know, he's done all of these horrible things, and you want me to go minister to him? All right, okay. We may be so inclined sometimes too, especially if we happen to know the person or the situation that God is sending us to. Our first inclination may be, Lord, you want me to go and say this? You want me to go and do that? Lord, do you, you, you know what's going on with, with that person? What kind of person that is? Well, of course God knows. Of course God knows. Okay? Okay? You see, you see but un, unbeknown to, known to us, unbeknown to us, you, you, know, you, you know, we are not God. Okay? God said he's going to do a new thing. So that new thing means that he's going to be taking us to places we haven't been before. He's going to be bringing us to experiences that we haven't experienced before. We will be seeing things that we haven't seen before. We, 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 will, well, we will have impressions that we haven't had before. But we can't question what God, what God is saying and doing. You don't know if there's an Ananias in your life that God is working on. Okay? Or well, that God has worked on. God has spoken to. Lord, this guy you're sending me to, you know what he does. And you want me to go help him. Okay? You don't worry about whether the person that the Lord is sending you to is worthy of being helped. You, that's not your decision. Okay? Okay? The very person that God may be sending you to may be someone that you know and you really don't care for them. Amen? Let's be honest and real about the saints of God. Okay? Are you prepared in 2021 to go and minister to someone that you know and right now you do not care for? Or you have a hard time getting along with? Or a situation that is very, very difficult for you to be a part of? Amen? Amen? This is a new thing. Alright? Okay? So we can't go standing back and telling God when God is telling us to do something. Lord, do you know what you're telling me to do? I mean, this person here does not even deserve my attention. That's not your call. Alright? That's not your call. Okay? So this is what he told him. And he says in verse 14, And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him in verse 15, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Okay? So God, so God told him why. He says, go your way, because this person that I want you to minister to, to touch, this soul, says that he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles. So this person that he's going to minister to, God has a plan for his life, an important plan for his life. You don't know this person that God may be sending you to, or the situation that God may want you to be involved in. You don't know what, you don't know, um, uh, what, what, what that will, will generate by you being obedient to God and doing what he's calling you to do. You don't know the call on someone else's life. You don't know the, the, the plan for another situation that God has about to jump off, okay, about to take place, okay? Saul, Saul here, we know later on he was called Paul, but it says Saul here, he, that to, to bear my name before the Gentiles. Don't forget, remember, remember Jesus came to the, to the Jews first, and then later on the Gentiles were brought on board, okay, okay, okay? So this is part of, part of that, that methodology, if you will, that God has. He's going to have this gospel now go out into the world, to the Gentiles. Okay? Right. We sent the 74th. Same deal. Amen? Amen? Okay, so we see it. It says the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel and the children of Israel. So he wants to use this Saul, this Paul, to further the good news, to further the gospel. 
So he's telling Ananias, he's kind of sharing with him, you know, Ananias, you know, don't be judging where I'm sending you, okay? But I will tell you this, Ananias, there's a reason that I'm going there. I'm going in this direction because this guy, Saul, you know, he, he has, he's a chosen vessel to me. And I have plans for him. So Ananias, you just do what I'm telling you to do. Okay, it says in verse 16, for I will show, I will show him how great things he must suffer. So he's even telling him he's going to let Saul, Paul know that there will be great things that he must suffer for his sake, for Jesus sake. Now again, red letter Bible, this is Jesus doing the talking here. Okay, verse 17 says, and Ananias went his way on the line, went his way, obedient. Even though he had reservations, he went his way. Even though we may have reservations, we need to go our way. We need to be obedient. And then Ananias went his way and entered into the house, okay? And putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest has sent me. So he's telling now that God, as Jesus has sent me to you, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. Arose and was baptized, okay? Rose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues. Underline that. Now here is Saul, the one who was persecuting Christians for preaching Christ. Here he is now preaching Christ in the synagogues. Okay, in the synagogues, that he is the son of God. Okay, there's no more persecution from Saul. Amen. God did a mighty work on him. Jesus really just brought him to his knees. Okay, why do you persecute me? Okay, but God, this man who was doing the most dastardly things, God has cho had chosen to be a special vessel. Okay, so how much more are you and I chosen to be vessels? Okay, none of us that I know of <laughs> has been doing anything, has been doing the things to the level that Saul was doing in terms of persecution. Amen. Amen. But the point here of this message is that if God can take the person that is that is really so against him and turn him around and use him for his glory and to spread the good news, how much more will God do in this new journey 2021? Amen. There are many out there right now in 20th, 21st century terms that are persecuting Jesus. There are many, many out there that are persecuting Jesus. Okay. Some directly and some indirectly, you know, doing other heinous things just to raise up issues, you know, that would pre prevent the church, you know, from worshiping and this and that and, and, and putting, putting, you know, taking the Ten Commandments out of places and trying to get God out of our conversation. Don't mention Jesus Christ. I mean, you can mention other, other people and things, but don't mention Jesus Christ. I mean, so, so that persecution is going on today, not to the level that Paul was doing, not openly and blatantly. Okay. But if God can take someone like Saul of Tarsus, and turn him around. God can certainly do that during this new journey of 2021. He can do that. Amen. Amen. So just stand back and wait and watch what I do, as the sermon said. Watch what I do. Okay, because God can and he will do what he needs to do. Okay, and if you are a child of God, if you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you are a child of God, you're a born-again believer, you're blood-washed and whatnot, you will be okay in this new journey, 2021, you will be okay. Amen. Just be prepared to do what God is calling you to do. Right? 
So we see it as Saul all of a sudden, 20, and straightway, verse 20, straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the son of God, 21. But all that heard him were amazed and said, is not this he that destroyed? Is, that, is not this he that destroyed them which called on, on this name in Jerusalem and, and came hither for that intent that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest? They couldn't believe what they were hearing. He, he, he was, was the most zealous persecutor, punisher, jailer out there that you didn't did dare breathe the gospel of Jesus Christ without threat of being jailed and whatnot. Now he is out there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So if God can do this to Saul, how much more can he do for you and I who have not gone to that depth? Amen. Amen. So if, and if there's anyone out there that, 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 that is listening that doesn't know Jesus yet as, as Lord and Savior, I encourage you, saying, saying to accept, call Jesus into your life. Believe that he is the son of the living God and that he died for, for the sins of all mankind, which includes you. Amen. 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 You get to the point. God forbid that, you know, <laughs> I doubt that anyone hearing this, their life could be similar to Saul, but my gosh, do not let it go to the point, you know, where Jesus has to appear and say, why do you persecute me? You know, you know, okay. All I'm just saying to you that is in this new journey, God is going to be calling us. And when God calls us, how are we going to respond? Are we going to come kicking and screaming or go kicking and screaming? Or are we gonna go with? Are we gonna run with haste the way the way Philip did, you know, to the to the Ethiopian there, you know? Or are we gonna kind of go go the roundabout way, you know, because we're 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 not believing that Jesus Christ is the answer, but we will come along eventually. Amen, amen, amen. amen. So this is twenty twenty one. It says it says in twenty two verse twenty two here in closing. But Saul increased the more in strength, and confounded the Jews which dwelt at Damascus proving that this is very Christ. Amen. And you can fill the rest of the chapter and you see there that it goes on that after a while they started persecuting him and wanting, plotting to kill him and so on like that. Okay. But, but the point of this message is that in this new journey, 2021, be prepared because God is going to call on you. And when God calls on you, how will you respond? That's what I wish you to think about and to pray about. Amen. Amen. Because, it, you know, it, 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 it goes without saying that we are all called for a purpose. We all came to Jesus Christ because God, from the foundation of time, we knew God knew us and has a purpose and a plan for us. We wind up, we deviate off path, you know, for a host of reasons and coming up because we are all human beings. But praise God, you come back to the Lord, you give your life to Jesus Christ, you accept him as Lord and Savior, believing that he died for your sin and in your heart you believe and you are now who you are in Christ Jesus. So just look forward to a wondrous adventure in 2021. Amen. Amen. God's a good God. He's an awesome God. So just stand back in awe and watch what God does for 2021. Watch what he does. Amen. Amen. After you hear this message, I encourage you to just go, if you have some time, make some time and just pray and thank God for the fact that he gave you another year, that he gave you another new journey in 2021. And just make a commitment to God to, to let him guide your life every single step of the way. You'll be surprised how things will be much easier for you, how the, the, the challenges of the day, which is called life, as Jesus said, there will be tribulation. But as those challenges come your way, you'll be able to carry those burdens and directly cast them up to God. Amen. Amen. Okay. Because God says to cast all of our burdens upon him. 2021 is indeed going to be a good year. 
So let's believe that with all of our hearts and souls and mind and spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I pray this message was a blessing to you. And if it was, please, you know, send off the uh, links to these messages. We can be reached at www.genesis1, one word, uh, dot sermon, dot net, or we can be reached at www.genesis-1.org. Okay, genesis-1.org, either one of those. And if you go through the sermon.net website and you see the podcast there, up in the upper right-hand corner is a subscribe button. Click on subscribe and that way you'll be notified uh, via whatever podcast you, you have program that you use uh, automatically whenever there's a new sermon that's out there. Amen. So praise God, praise God. Uh, come back and join us again. I pray again that this wonderful new journey, new year is a blessed and healthy and prosperous, prosperous one for you. And just look to the Lord for all things both great and small, and you won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. Praise God. Praise God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord God, and we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and the week ahead of us, O Lord, that we shall remember these words and keep these words deeply, deeply planted within our spirits, that they cannot be stolen away by the evil one should he try to raise his ugly head against us, O Lord. We thank you. We magnify thy name in the matchless name of Jesus. We give it all to you. And we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, Saint of God. Go forth and be blessed in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen.